When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, the following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is up and what's happening, everybody? It is Blake and Dustin. We are back tonight to talk a little Auburn baseball. Man, how about the boys? The yeah, boys yeah. go up to Columbia, South Carolina, and shake it out, Dustin. Man, they make it happen. They go, they go win two games. The first two, uh, the first one on Friday night. The second one coming back on Saturday. They ultimately fall short, going for the sweep on Sunday. Uh, a really close game. They lose eight to seven. Had a lead late. Had a chance to win it. Gave up a, gave up a bomb to a guy that's hitting one thirty. That stung a little bit, but ultimately, man, it is positive vibes only on this podcast tonight, okay? Uh, we're, we're damn proud of the boys, man. Uh, season on the line once again, Dustin, and you find a way to go up on the road, and they're the number one team in the RPI. They have been beating the piss out of people. They had just come off a sweep against the Florida Gators, right? and nobody's giving you a shot, Dustin. And you go up there, and you absolutely spank the baseball around the yard, and in the first two games, you pitched your ass off. I mean, I know we're going to talk about it. Salute to these kids, man. Uh, we've been rough on them. We've been tough on them lately. But damn it. They played their ass off this weekend, and uh, that's why I say it, it's only positive vibes uh, on this podcast tonight, Dustin. How you feeling, man? I'm good. I feel like Sunday we uh, we gave we gave all of our pitching power from the weekend to the ladies to let them finish it out because they ended up throwing a no hitter. So yeah. shout out to both teams going up to Columbia, man, and getting getting big series dubs, mm-hmm. and just proud of baseball team, like you mentioned, man. Uh, we talked earlier in the week about. These next two weekends, you have big opportunities coming up, and so far you kind of whipped on some big opportunities, taking a Friday night game versus a team like Florida and not getting it done. Uh, I should have looked up our Friday. I can't think off the top of my head of a game one that we've lost. We just Dude. seem like – yeah, I think we're just game one, like game one champions, man. Uh, so, yeah. good start. And ultimately it didn't, um, it didn't pan out Sunday, but you jumped mm-hmm. out. In all three games, you jumped out to an early lead. And in mm-hmm. those first two games, you maintained the lead throughout. So you never allowed South Carolina's crowd to get into it. I thought that was a big factor throughout the mm-hmm. weekend. It's just boom, gut punch right out the gate. Uh, third great start from Tommy Vale. Third great start from Christian Herberholtz, right? So we just at, at the crucial time when we needed it. And going into that Mississippi State series, we were 5-10 and 10 in the SEC. And now we're 9-12, and 12, and that looks a little bit yeah. better. And those two SEC losses – or buy a run. So mm. when they're going and looking at, when they're going and looking at seeding teams, man, a series that you won in Columbia where they had lost what one home game all year coming into, yeah. and you come in and take the first two, and then that game three you only lost by a run. So it, it's going to look really good for you, man. Clean up these midweek games like we talked about last time, and then uh, just go out here and handle business. Just even if, say, say you only win one. Now, now we're looking at LSU saying let's win this thing, right? But absolutely. Even if you only win one, and then you take the next two series versus Ole Miss and Missouri, you're 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 saying, well, look, we've won four of our last five SEC series. That's going to get you in the dance. So this was huge, huge turning point, man. Turned the season around. And another thing I'm starting to notice too is 
those little bounces of the ball, all those little breaks that weren't going our way mm-hmm. are starting to go our way. And you said at the beginning of the season, baseball is a funny game like that. And yep. you've also been saying, don't, don't F around and let us get hot, dude. And it, Hey, yeah. I think they're I think they're effing around. They might let it happen. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, uh, one thing I I do want to point out early on is is I kind of saw Twitter have a meltdown a little bit yesterday, right? And everybody was saying, you know, oh, here we go again. The bullpen, the pitching, you know, we just we give up runs constantly. Uh we went up there without a Zach Crotchfield and a John Armstrong, okay. Uh, th- those were two arms that we definitely could have used Sunday. All right, those those guys we we might not have had to seen uh, a Trevor Horn or uh, the the Keyshot kid. Or, I mean, those are babies, man. Those are babies. You don't they don't they're not ready for that up there at Founders Park. Yeah, yeah, Olson, Olson, man. I mean, that wasn't on the bingo card, you know, right. like. You know, and and I don't think they're ready for founders. You know that park, that atmosphere. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it, it's a tough place, man. A tough environment, uh, and especially that lineup and how good they swing it. Uh, you know, we could have used those two guys. So, uh, you know, t- take game three. It, it was a painful loss, starting but it, what is that? You're starting your closer, basically. Like- yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it was you. You've won the series. No need to to have a meltdown on Twitter or social media, man. Like we did our job. And last episode, uh, if you remember, Dustin, I said I was to the point where I kind of thought you had to go to South Carolina and win a series, mm-hmm. or you had to win a series against LSU at home. And. So after Saturday, man, yeah, did I want to sweep? Absolutely. But I knew the boys had done their job. And so I was kind of like, okay, well, Sunday, I'd love to sweep. It would be huge for the for the RPI, all right? It would be huge for the resume. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I knew with no Armstrong, no Crotchfelt, it was going to be a tough task, right? So – uh, I just I just wanted to point that out for everybody. If you were having that meltdown, if you were sitting here saying, you know, hey, like here we go again, man, we had babies throw late in that in that ball game uh, on on Sunday. So, man, Dustin, you got LSU coming up. Before we break down these games, man, you know LSU had a couple of tight games with Alabama, man, uh, and and we've talked about in previous shows the atmosphere that Plainsman Park could have. And now you pick up this momentum. You go up to Founders and take two out of three against the number one RPI team in the country. All right. D1 Baseball is posting you all over social media. All right. They're hyped for you. They say, hey, Auburn's back. Just like that, they flip a switch and they're back. Okay. Uh, you, you were on six tweets today. You were the main cover on D1 Baseball's surprise team of the week. Okay, and now you've got the number one team in the country, the team that was labeled before the year the greatest college baseball team of all time. In my opinion, that is the 2009 LSU Tigers, and we interviewed Mr. Mikey Matuk from that team who was the starting center fielder for the national championship Bayou Bengals that year, and he even said this LSU team has the potential to overtake that LSU team as the greatest college baseball team of all time. So you have this situation coming up. You can't get swept this weekend. Don't get swept. All right. Don't get swept because if you get swept, you're back in the same spot you just come out of. Yep. The momentum. All right. And Ole Miss, they just won a series. They beat Georgia two out of three. Okay. So don't get swept because then you got to go on the road to Ole Miss. Tough environment. All right. So, Graduation weekend, Dustin. All right. All the momentum on your side. All right. You're at Plainsman Park. Man, what can the atmosphere look like at Plainsman Park? What can this fan base feed to this baseball team this weekend? No midweek. No midweek, Dustin. So everything is looking dead at LSU, the number one team in the country, coming into Plainsman Park. What can we do for this baseball team this weekend? So I'm assuming that LSU has a midweek game, right? 
I haven't looked at it, Dustin. I haven't. I'm sure they do. Yeah, I'll check it real quick because here's the thing with that, right? That gives you – you have how it may be small because now they just lost their midweek game, so none of these things are impossible. But um, they're they're probably – that you're going to be in a better pitching situation, you would assume, correct? Like, because yeah. now you don't have to use anybody. Everybody should be good to go, ready to roll on Friday. And like you said, man, graduation weekend, so there should be a lot of people in town. Um, mm-hmm. There's no reason for that place to have an empty seat. And mm-hmm. there's no reason that when they've got runners on second and third, two outs, two strikes, stand up and clap for your pitcher and make some noise. Don't be sitting behind home plate and all 10 people we can see are on their phone, tweeting, texting, whatever. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's, let's begin to the game and let's make a statement on the field, on the diamond. Let's make a statement about how, what kind of team that we are and the direction we're headed, and then let there be a, a full plainsman part. Because, look, dude, there's going to be a significant upgrade coming this offseason, and uh, we need to show those donors and everybody that we're ready for that, that we're willing to fill that, and we need to go ahead and start – kind of amping this thing up a little bit like me and you talked yeah. about previously on the last but it, it's time for it and this is the perfect time to do it with the number one team in the country they've been number one what all year right wire to all wire. year man wire so, to wire but they're not they're not um they're not unbeatable yes yeah, they're, they're vulnerable there's there's definitely there's definitely a path to beat this lsu baseball team so the, I, you know what dustin after paul Skeens on friday night their pitching staff is sketchy all right. Yeah. It is sketchy. Alabama. Look, let me tell you something. Alabama spanked them all over the yard. All right. They put up eight, nine, ten runs. All right. So if Alabama can do it, I know Auburn can do it because Auburn can hit with Alabama. All right. So don't don't come in there this weekend thinking, oh, well, you know, Auburn, they got to play LSU at the house. You know, uh, I'm sorry, but. I, I think we got a shot, Dustin. I think we got a shot to take two out of three. I'm not walking in here thinking that that we're just dead man walking and, you know, let's, let's hope and pray that we don't get swept. I mean, all the momentum's on our side. We don't have a midweek game this week, which means you're probably going to get to save a Parker Carlson from throwing, you know, four, five, six innings or, or a Connor Copeland or, or whoever, you know. They're going to be fresh. Uh, so – I think that I think that sits well for the Auburn Tigers, Dustin. Yes, sir. They go to Southeastern Louisiana Tuesday, a team that smacked the ball around on us. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that's a tough one. Yeah, there's a good chance they use three, five pitchers in that game. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. That's that's uh, that's a team that'll step right in there and and sneak up on you and get you. We know we've got a series loss to them, Dustin. Um, but man, look. Let's talk about these guys on Friday and Saturday night, all right? The two starting pitchers. Uh, and, and I'm going to throw this up right here because their names uh, need to be seen, man. Uh, these two guys, with the season on the line, people counting you out, people saying that your starting pitching is dog water, people saying that, uh, you know, you're you're dead in the rights. You're not going to the postseason. Season's over. Uh, Auburn t- took a step back from Omaha this year. Whatever. Blase, blase. Don't really care to hear it. All right? And then you have Tommy Ville, a six-year senior, a guy that chose to transfer to Auburn uh, and, and for his last ride. And then you have Christian Herberholtz, man, a, a guy that was in and out of the pen. Uh, he didn't really have a place. You know, he was getting rocked around early, having trouble with some command issues early on in the year, was kind of all over the place, sporadic. Uh, and the kid has absolutely stepped up, and he's found something, Dustin. He pounds the strike zone. He doesn't walk a whole lot of guys. Uh, he gets a lot of ground balls, not a lot of hard contact on him. Uh, he did get in a couple jams this weekend. Uh, and he found his way out of one with a great defensive play in the in the bottom of the second inning with Cooper McMurray fielding a ground ball at first and uh, throwing a piss missile to home. And, uh, and ultimately, they get a double play in the rundown and get out of the inning. Cole Foster uh, acting like a maniac running off the field, just hyped up. Love to see it, man. Uh, it, it was good to see that. And then in the fourth inning, 
Uh, he absolutely bowed his neck. I think he walked back-to-back batters and ends up – I believe he struck out the side, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I, I believe he, he bowed up and, and made some quality pitches and got out of that jam. Uh, and, and it's just a beautiful thing to see with these two guys. Man, Tommy Vale has continued week after week to just, just blossom in that Friday night guy. And one thing I really wanted to say, Dustin, is – Look at the pressure on these two guys, okay? That is one thing that stands out to me is everybody come into this thing talking about Gonzo, Gonzo, Gonzo. Joseph Gonzalez is the guy. All right, well, you lose a guy like Gonzo. All right, well, who was our other guy supposed to be this year, Dustin? Chase Alsop. All right, it was all about Chase Alsop. Chase Alsop's that dude, okay? These two guys have stepped in. And, I mean, when we had Lindsey on the show, Tommy Vale and Christian Herberholtz never really were mentioned. You know, I mean, Lindsey mentioned Tommy because he was the transfer in, the six-year guy. But neither one we really talked about a whole lot. And so for these two guys to emerge as your Friday and Saturday guy, and now they have ran through lineups like Florida. Mississippi State, all right? This lineup, South Carolina. Do you see how many home runs South Carolina's hit as a team, Dustin? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bro, the unreal, man, unreal. Now, I mean, they got a little part, but still, you know, both teams play on the same field. I don't want to hear that. Uh, But just uh, what a job from these two guys. And and another thing that's phenomenal to watch is – Neither one of them really throw that hard, Dustin. Mm. I mean, you're going to get low 90s, all right? But both of them have started painting corners, hitting spots. All speed's been tight, all right? They've been competitive when they do miss. That is one of my biggest things uh, in the pitching department is be competitive when you miss, okay? If it's not – if it's 0-2, okay, yeah, bounce it in the dirt. I get that, you know? or go way up in the eyes, whatever. But, man, if you're in a competitive count, be competitive. Don't miss in the other batter's box, man. Come on. You know, and, and that's what these two guys have been. And I just, you know, I shared a tweet a while ago. It was the SEC updates page or whatever, and they said the pitchers of the week I had them down there. And I said, look, I'll fix this for you because it was actually Tommy Vale and Christian Herbertholtz. They were the pitchers of the week in the SEC. Uh, Dustin, what can you say about these guys, man? Well, like I said a minute ago, kind of alluding to them, we needed it the most. And a guy like Tommy, six year. So this is your last chance to put it on film. This is your last yeah. chance for the scouts to see you. And then you're running into the end of the season. So it's really now or never for him. And he's giving them something to look out. And he mm-hmm. had a – See what he 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 stuck stuck out seven and had six walks. But the thing is, is so he didn't have it. He wasn't like on all the way. He didn't have his best stuff. Mm-hmm. But he got out of it. And ultimately, all that really matters is is the runs crossing home plate. And he was able to to stay alive in the situations and get out of them. Even like I said, and battle through and, and find us five innings, which is always a crucial part of it too. Because there for a while, I kept bringing up the stat of. Tommy's one five-inning appearance versus Georgia was our only, like, first 12, 15 SEC games was our only start that went over five. And now there's mm-hmm. no point in bringing up that stat because he's doing it every week. Yeah. Um, Herbert Hoss isn't quite getting there, but he's giving you, like, four four strong ones. And that's just uh, – Herbert Hoss has those at-bats, man, where a guy fouls him off, like, seven times, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, he, and he has a high, he's a high strike. He'll, you know, he'll get a lot of stri- some strikeouts too. So, he just – he seems like – he might have a 10, 10 pitches, you know, for an at-bat uh, out of nowhere. So his his pitch count kind of creeps up there, and I feel like that's kind of what gets him in a little bit of trouble. Um, but he's definitely, man, as, he's, as the season's gone on, he's definitely getting better. How big is it now to say, okay, we have a one-two punch we can depend on? Yeah, we're still every, – every series, we're still trying to kind of patchwork that third day, figure something out for that. Mm-hmm. But it is nice now to at least say, okay – we have two guys that we know. And, and what has everybody that follows this team been saying up, up until these guys got it going? Just just be – just keep us competitive. 
You don't have to be all Americans. We don't, you don't have to come out there and have a sub three ERA and striking out the side all the time. We don't need a dominant pitcher. We don't because we hit the ball so well. You just have to be competitive. Keep us in the game. And that's what these guys are doing. And Tommy, I mean, Tommy's been great. Like his last three starts are really impressive. Um, and, and Herbert Holtz too. And finally, we didn't waste one from Herbert Holtz. We got we got a win and a start that he came in and gave us a good inning. So just really proud of both of these guys. Like, I mean, it was do or die, and they decided to do. So and that was that was a big thing that everybody kept saying. Somebody needs to step up. Somebody needs to step up. Somebody needs to step up. Well, here's two guys that did. Mm, yeah, good stuff, Dustin. Uh, and and you know you talk about wasting when that one against Alabama that Christian threw that one hurt, man. That one stung. Uh, that's one that I really wish that we could have back uh, because he he pitched his ass off in that one, uh, and he deserved to win that game. But uh, Dustin, one thing I wanted to talk about before I before we get into this uh, explosive lineup that Butch Thompson has put together is. Let's talk about a couple of guys in that Auburn bullpen, man. And I think these guys deserve a standing ovation as well. Uh, you had two on Friday night, and then you had one on Saturday. Man, let's talk about them. Tanner Bauman, Will Cannon in game one, and then Connor Copeland in game two, man. I mean, uh, kudos to that guy. What a performance. Uh, just absolute dog, man. Absolute dog come in. What did he throw? Four innings? I just he went, well, he went four innings, gave up one hit, two on runs, and struck out four. Come on, Connor. All right. Two five one kid, Mobile, Alabama. Uh just I love seeing it, man. I felt like the Mobile kids had a pretty decent weekend, you know. Yeah, they, they, they they did, man. They did. Yeah. We'll talk about Nate here in a little bit. But uh yeah, man. Uh Tanner Bauman, Will Cannon. Uh, and and Connor Copeland, man, what are your thoughts, Dustin, on those three guys? Uh, I'm sure Connor's forty time is probably a little bit on the slow side because he has balls of steel that weigh him down. <laughs> yeah, like, for for you for you to get pulled out, and we've seen Butch do this before. He'll pull he'll pull you out, you know, he'll pull you out the lineup bullpen and he'll say, "I'm putting you in the shop." For him to mm-hmm. pull Connor out, Connor didn't even travel with the team. For him to come back in there and say, "Hey, man, give me the chance. Like mm-hmm. you need help in the bullpen." Let me be the guy. And since he since he had that, he's meant it. He's been a different guy. Um, huge for us to have a guy that can come out and give us four innings, be competitive, and yeah. keep us in the game. And it was it was it was discussed. We probably said it fifteen times when uh, during the start of the season when the pitching staff was struggling. We said, man, the the guys got the stuff. They yep. got the stuff, and now you're seeing a couple of guys start to put it together. So uh, another – and this is – it speaks to the team overall. These last two series, backs up against the wall, saying, okay, I got to get it done. But then when you talk – but then so when the team does that, that means that individuals are doing that as well. Who are some of the individuals that have stepped up with their backs up against the wall? Connor Copeland. Connor Copeland's one of those guys. Like I just mm-hmm. said, didn't even travel with the team. And now all of a sudden you're going into this series rush LSU – He's going to get the ball in a serious situation, and you got reason to have faith in him now. Mm-hmm. That's a huge jump from where we were three weeks ago. So, yeah, and Mobile Kid, former Pensacola State Pirate, love it, dude. Uh, get it done. So, I, I can't, I really can't say enough about being in that situation as an mm-hmm. athlete. And think about where you are in life at that point. Like, this is a college kid, you know, like just assuming he has aspirations of getting drafted and getting a chance to play in the big leagues. And all of a sudden, you're at a big-time program like Auburn that just went to the College World Series coming from Pensacola State. Look, I've been to many Pensacola State games. I love the Pirates. It, it, about a 1,000 people out in games on a good night, right? Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, you're in the bright lights of the SEC, dude. And this isn't the Gulf South Conference. This is the SEC. It's a little bit of a step up. And then you're not traveling with the team. You're You're sitting there that weekend, wherever he was, you know, but he's sitting there in his room. He's got to be thinking, like, is my dream slipping away? Mm-hmm. Like like a life situation that's big time. So mm-hmm. that's why I said, man, that's balls of steel for Connor to go to Bush and say, don't give up on me, man. And then when he gets his opportunity, knowing this might be my last to come out and do what he's done, 
I think it, I think it just speaks volumes to what he's made up as an individual. If we're going to make a postseason run, you got to have dogs. Connor Copeland's a freaking dog, man. Love that, man. Great, uh, great stuff, Dustin. I love that, man. Uh, the dude has stepped up <laughs> for us. I mean, in, in quality key spots, uh, the Connor Copeland, man, uh, tip your cap to that kid. I love to see it. Like you mentioned, everything that he's been through so far and, and Tanner Bauman and Will Cannon just absolutely shut the door on a, on a great Tommy Vale outing. Tanner did not struggle this weekend. He comes in, throws strikes, gets guys out and Will Cannon, uh, always a hell of a job. Uh, not going to look too much into Sunday with Will having to start there. Like we mentioned earlier, it is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and stress about it. Uh, if you do, I hate it for you. You know, uh, we won a damn series against the number one RPI team in the country. All right, they were number three in the Division One baseball poll. So, uh, you know, kick rocks. All right, and, kick and, rocks. And listen, dude, this is just something I, I just thought about because I've noticed, and this isn't uncommon, right? But all these game threes, it's like, okay, you got to score at least seven, eight runs, but that's across the country. Yeah. Like, you just college staff, you run out of pitchers. You get deep into a regional, everybody's going to be out of pitchers. So, like, you, I'm not saying it doesn't help to have, you know, a lineup, a, a pitcher yeah. rotation like what Arkansas has. For sure you want that. Man, if you just have a couple of guys you can depend on, a couple of guys in the bullpen you can depend on, when you get into postseason play, dude, and you've played however many games in one weekend, mm-hmm. hey, ain't nobody got no pitchers left. But yep. we certainly got the bats. So, just something to consider in the future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> talking about the bats, man. Uh, Dustin, these cats come out swinging it this weekend. Uh, and, and hell, you know what? You know what? Chris Stanfield set the damn tone. All right. Stealing home out the gate on Friday night. How about that? Chris Stanfield. I told y'all he doesn't need to come out of that, that spot. All right. He, he can't come out of the outfield. He can't come out of the leadoff spot. He can't do it. He just can't come out of the lineup. Period. All right. I know you want to give Justin Kirby his run, his respect, him being a grad transfer in, whatever. I get it. Uh, but I, I really think Chris Stanfield just just puts your offense at another level, and he gives you just so much in that leadoff spot. But man, let's look right here. The top six in the lineup from Stanfield to Foster had twenty seven of the Auburn thirty three hits on the weekend. Look, Caden didn't get a hit all weekend. Um, Kaysen and Nate had the other hits for Auburn. Uh, I think they had three apiece. Uh, throughout the series and everything. But, man, Bobby Barrels was locked in. Cooper McMurray, I know he had a tough stretch Sunday. Couldn't get it going Sunday. But Friday and Saturday, my buddy was locked in, especially Saturday. My goodness. Uh, slow down, big fella, because you're hitting balls to outer space. Uh, Coop, <laughs> Coop has been on a different level, man, uh, with, with the sticks. Really seeing beach balls up there, but – uh, Cole Foster, uh, he had a couple of bats, a great two-out hitting in game two. Uh, the, the entire lineup in that two-out hitting where we scored a couple right there. Uh, and he had a he had a uh, two, 0-2 count on him where he just uh, – he went with the pitch and, and flared it out in the left field, brought home two runs. Uh, he went Yabo uh, a couple times. Cole Foster had some some big swings then uh, put, a, put a couple balls outside the yard. Up there in Columbia, uh, Bobby Barrels, he went Yabo. I mean, he was locked in, like I mentioned just a minute ago. And uh, these these dudes, man, Ike quietly had a big weekend. Uh, you know, he 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 hasn't really found that power yet, you know, only having three home runs on the year. But, damn it, man, you know, anytime that guy steps up to the plate, He's a freaking force, dude. Uh, he he takes hell of an at, at bats. Uh, he's he's a tough out. Uh, and you know, I had a conversation with a guy yesterday on Twitter. Dustin is Gabe didn't send Kaysen on that fly ball from Stanfield, right? Looked like Kaysen might have might have made it, right? The guy in center didn't have a great arm. There was one out. He catches it. You don't make the third out at home, right? So he's sitting there and he's like, look, you know, uh, Gabe should have sent him. Gabe should have sent him. You know, we're in a we're in a, a, a tight game like this and Gabe should have sent him. 
And I'm sitting here going, yeah, you know, he he might have sent him whatever. Well, why didn't he send him? Well, because you have one of the best hitters in college baseball coming to the plate in the two-hole behind Stanfield, and that's Ike Irish, okay? And just so happened, Ike, it was one out of the, you know, it was, what, he's hitting, what, 387, Dustin? All right, so, I mean, excuse him for getting out one time, all right? You know, this kid's almost hitting – he's almost getting on base four times out of every ten at-bats in college baseball. Division one college baseball, Southeastern Conference, hardest conference in the country baseball, okay? Excuse him for making an out, all right? You know, I agree with Gabe. You probably don't send him there. You got one of the best hitters up. A guy that can run into one, hit a ball out. He loves hitting from line to line. Whatever, man. This lineup was phenomenal this weekend. They hit for power all weekend. They hit gap to gap. They had a couple hit and runs in there. Nate LaRue stepped up, hit a couple bombs. All right. Uh, He hit one smooth over the batter's eye. And then he has the blunder in game three, and people are calling for Nate's head behind the plate. I'm just sitting here going, dude, what are you what are you calling for Nate's head for? Who are you gonna put back there? All right. Like, come on, man. You know better. All right. It was just a it was a, a reaction thing. You know, we lost the lead, whatever. Get over it, man. And Nate, Nate, the past three weeks has been hitting the baseball. Uh, and it, that ball, dude. He killed that thing. And and even he had some quality at bats throughout the weekend where he had a couple walks and and you were like hey Nate's just not up there swinging at BS right. like he was earlier in the year you know uh, so man top to bottom Butch Butch puts together a phenomenal lineup but what do you think about these guys especially this this top six man yeah this is this has been with with a few exceptions this has pretty much been what we've done all season long. So mm-hmm. it's always been about just getting decent enough pitching. I mean, it sounds like a broken record, man, but it is what it is. Um, mm-hmm. Play a lot of baseball games. So when you play a lot of games, you get to see the problem. Uh, and uh, now that the pitching has come around these last couple weekends and just been serviceable, here you are with these mm-hmm. guys. Dude, Cole is having such a sneaky good year at the plate. Like when you see his average, you're almost like, and it's not that you don't know that he's doing well. It's just it's hard when you have a guy like to get any to get any press when you have a guy like Ike and a guy like Bryson who have been tearing the cover off from the jump. When you have a guy like Cooper who is up until Sunday he had hit seven home runs in his last seven games. Yeah, he's crushing the ball. And then usually when he doesn't crush the ball, he draws a walk. He's always on base. Yep. Not to mention, he's one hell of a defensive first baseman. Like he mm-hmm. gives just full package, man. Really, like bringing it all. He's only getting better as he gets more comfortable and obviously uh, overcoming that high ankle sprain. So, just there's so many options, dude. There's like Bobby. What was it? Was it, it probably? I think it was game three. It was either game three or game two, where he either hit a home run or smoked one to the warning track. Like just crushed the ball all mm-hmm. day. You see his throw in game three or game three. Now, ultimately we didn't get him out, uh, but let's like, keep, keep running on Bobby. Just, yeah. I'm not, I'm not even going to say, why are you doing that? It's stupid. Keep running on him. I love it. Yeah. Keep freaking running on him, dude. Uh, you're, you're going to lose that battle. So, and then, so he's just another, just a player that can do it all, man. Um, Stanfield gets on base. Like he just finds ways to get on base. And then when he does get on base, he can get, he can get from first to third without us getting a hit. Mm-hmm without us getting a walk. He can find ways to get over there to third. And we need that, man. We need that energy on the base pass. We need a playmaker. We need that guy that can bring that different dynamic that maybe some of these guys don't bring. So that's just a nice – that's just such a, a, a nice luxury to have in your in your game – in your, in your uh, one spot, I mean. I mean, look at him in game one. Two hits and a walk, steals home right out the gate. He's electrifying, dude. And – it's it's one of the things where throughout the season we talked about what puppies your your term has been puppies well season goes on and you've heard it's, it's used a lot in football where they say hey by game 12 
I don't want to hear it. You're not a freshman anymore. Yeah. Or in the NFL, by the time you're you're at game 16, I don't want to hear it. He's not a rookie anymore. He's mm-hmm. played a full season. These guys, deep into the SEC season, you're starting to see they're getting more and more comfortable in their role. They're getting they're they're growing up. Mm-hmm. They're making they're making the big plays. Chris is comfortable stealing home as a freshman in the SEC. Maybe something he wasn't comfortable doing at the start of SEC play. You see these guys starting to come along, man. And our lineup is just so ridiculous, but it's not, it's not just one thing. It's well-rounded. You have guys Mm -hmm. that can hit for average or a guy like Bryson that can just smoke that thing. Look, talk about Stanfield kind of taking Kirby's spot. But how many home runs does Kirby have on the season? That's one hell of an that's one hell of an option off the bench. Like, yeah. there's just pop. There's pop. You can hit for average, and you have a lot of guys that are patient and have a good approach at the plate. So you just are such a deadly offense due to the balance that you have, the way the lineup just kind of sets up. It's nasty, man. And if Nate if Nate Larue is going to come through and draw a couple walks for you, and then hit a home run and get three hits on the weekend, and then the top of your lineup's going to do this right here. Man, you're sitting pretty, bro. Like it, it, it's if you just get decent pitching, you're gonna win the series nine times out of ten. It's hard mm. for a team to keep up with that. Yeah, Dustin. I, I mean, it was a beautiful thing to watch, man. Uh, these guys, I can't say enough about them. I'm so damn proud of them, man. I, you know, uh, I, I said it multiple times on on Twitter throughout the weekend, but uh, you know, just at the end of the day, man, fighting, scratching, clawing. They did their job, and they responded to the doubters. You know, we said the other night, don't give up on this team just yet. Uh, th- there's a little fight. There's a little dog in that locker room in there, in that clubhouse, and and uh, damn it, they showed it. They they went on the road in one of the toughest environments in the country, and, uh, and, and they did the damn thing. And, Dustin, if you were on the committee right now, before we wrap this thing up, if you were on the committee right now, take your orange and blue goggles off. All right. Is Auburn in the field of 64 for the NCAA tournament? Yeah, because if you're nine and 12 in the SEC, we always say what, like 14 and 16 will get you there. So like you're, yep. so at the end of today, you're kind of at that percentage level. You're right there. Yeah, dude. Uh, you have a, a series win versus USC. Really? I mean, what is that? You, you got two and a half out of three. Yeah. Um, you, you've got a, a – let's do I really need Mississippi State to make the show. But now you've got this big series win. Like, you've got some stuff now. Georgia looking like they're going to make the tournament. You've got stuff to point at and say, man, we're a good baseball team, bro. So, yeah, I think we're in there. Um, I think if Same. we – I think if we finish the season the way we can. And, I, like I said, so taking the glasses off, let's just say, okay, you, you win one versus LSU. Mm-hmm. And then you find, and I'm not overlooking Ole Miss. That's going to be a tough game. They're going to have their back up against the wall. It's going to be a tough series. Mm-hmm. But I so said you go in there, and then you win two out of three versus Ole Miss, two out of three versus Missouri. I think if you do that, then I think you probably. I don't think you. I don't think you're at hosting, but you are definitely at a two seed. So I think there's a yeah. strong possibility for us to get all the way up and finish a two seed, and with. If if Cope let's just let's just let's just say Copeland continues to do what he's done the last two weeks. Let's say mm-hmm. Tommy Bell and Herbert Holtz continue to do what they've done the last three weeks. Let's say that John Armstrong can kind of get back. And I know I'm you know listen, I know I'm throwing out a lot of stuff here, but yeah, let's say Armstrong can kind of get back to the, what we saw the first half of the season, and then the bats just do what they've done all year. Mm-hmm. That's who wants who wants to see you in a regional. Who wants who, who wants you who wants that Auburn team to land in their regional? No damn body, bro. Nobody. <laughs> Dustin, my my buddy DG, man. So he he was texting us the other day and and me and my brother were all in a group chat and and uh he was texting us and he said, All right, I'm I'm a hundred percent on the Auburn bandwagon this weekend. He said, because me, I'm a Florida guy. He was like, I need South Carolina to lose. He was like, I need y'all to sweep them. He was like, but I'd definitely take Auburn winning two out of three, right? And then Sunday, we got off to the fast start. I mean, just come out, bomb, you know, four nothing. Uh, it looked like we were about to pound them and, and sweep them uh, straight out of their own stadium, man. But DG texted us, and he said, if I 
am watching this Auburn baseball team, there is no way I want them as a two or a three seed in my regional, period. He said, I don't want them anywhere near my host site, period. He said, even me as a Florida fan, I don't really care to even play them anymore. He said, I I hope we don't even have to match up with them again. He said, because that's just how much their offense scares me. And he was like, you know, they just hit so damn good, man. And, you know, I I think – I think they could be dangerous in the postseason. That's why I haven't given up. I haven't just, you know, thrown the towel in. Yes, the pitching sporadic, it is. But guess what, man? Like you said, you're going to get deep into some series. And, uh, and, and, you know, other teams are going to run out of pitching. You know, uh, I, I, um, like I said, man, I really, I really would just enjoy for us, to throw strikes, and I can live with getting hit around the yard. I will continue to say that. I can live with getting hit around the yard, but I can't live with just walking numerous people over and over and over again, Dustin. Uh, That's the thing that kind of irritates me. But, you know, I think we had, like I said earlier, man, I think we had a quick overreaction on that game three Sunday because we didn't have a John Armstrong. We didn't have a Zach Crotchfelt. We were without those two guys. Those were two big arms that have thrown a bunch of innings for Auburn. Uh, John's had a hell of a career for Auburn. So we were without those guys. And if you have those guys, it could have been a different story, right? So I think a slight overreaction there on, uh, on Sunday. And I think, you know, I'm with you. I think, this team is 100% a tournament team. All right, they have locked it in. They have zoned in on one common goal together, and that is to not waste this season for Casey Howe, who has been playing his ass off. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do not get away from that right there. Casey Howe had a huge double play the other day. All right, hey, look, can, Guy, we, can we go through that real quick? Yeah, I, I want to let's let's do this little exercise, okay? Let's go through the field real quick, and let's say above average on defense. We're talking pure defense here, okay? Mm-hmm. Number one catcher, obviously defensively above average, right? Oh God! First mm. base above average, absolutely. Second base average. <sighs> average to below average. Um, he's made some really good plays. I, I would say. I, I would say this, Dustin. I would say this. At the beginning of the year, right. he was below average. Now, Caden has picked his defensive game up, and he is playing damn well at second base, man. So, I would say average. Yeah. Okay. Cole, average to above average, maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Fairly experienced. I'm not going to make the big mistake. Uh, Bryson Ware. Above average. I mean, yeah. some of the some of the saves he had at, at the uh, that ended up getting called foul. It's like, come mm-hmm. on, bro, come on. He has mm-hmm. some filthy. Okay, so you're going to we going above average there. Yeah, average to above average because you know he has like the little play at Georgia Tech and then the play at Mississippi right. State. Uh, he has a couple miscues, but normally he's pretty pretty sure handed over there at three B. And and by the way, people. Uh, it, it, Bryson was a defensive replacement in left field last year. So, you know, he come to third base, and this is really his first go, you know, at third base in in an Auburn uniform. So, don't get that twisted. The guy was a defensive replacement to hose people from left field last year late in game. So, uh, keep that in mind. So, yeah, man, average to above average for sure. And then just quick looking at the outfield, Bobby, absolute cannon. Stanfield athletic can make the plays, and then Case and Howe is is all what he about is that. In so I mean, you know, it's just that part of it as well. You see the errors going down, and you see these guys performing to their potential on defense as well. Mm-hmm. Deadly team, dude. We're a deadly team when we play up to our potential. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and Dustin, man, uh, I'm just proud of the dudes, man. Like it, it still kind of leaves me a little speechless because uh, they 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 answered the freaking bell, dude. And 
that's what makes me proud of them is, is I know we give them a lot of crap and we stay on them and we're hard on them and we get on Twitter and blast them a couple times and, and we go at their necks and say, yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's all of us collectively as a fan base, you know, we all get on there and, and we just get after them. But I'll tell you this, if you're an Auburn baseball player and, and you're watching this somehow, whatever. Uh, and if you're, you're a parent, of an Auburn baseball player watching this, I can honestly tell you that I absolutely love your kid. Okay. Because I sit in front of my television on my weekends every single week to watch your child play. And I absolutely love it. All right. I eat, sleep and breathe it. Love it. Midweek games. Me and Dustin stay up until what ten o'clock, Dustin, watching midweek yeah. games, listening on the radio. Four forty-five in the morning. So yeah, man. Four forty-five. And 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 you know, we're 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 listening on the radio in the in the beginning of the year when <laughs> yeah. only one game on campus could be televised and in gymnastics was going on. So we were having to listen in, listen to games on the radio. Thank goodness we have a fantastic broadcast team uh, that really paints a, a a beautiful picture for us to get uh, what's what's going on inside of Plainsman Park. But man, we are there with these kids, and we love them, and we're passionate about this game, and we're passionate about Butch Thompson, and and this entire coaching staff, and these players, man. So uh, we we pour it out, and that's why I said today, Dustin, is positive vibes only, baby, because we we're going here, man. We're going here, like like old Gus Bus used to say. <laughs> we went from the outhouse to the penthouse, baby, and we are taking off. All right, so. Uh, Man, before we get out of here, I'm going to leave the floor on you and uh, and get your final thoughts and your final words, Dustin. Yeah, man, like you said, it's just uh, it's all love and it's all passion. And yeah. uh, if you are a parent and you are one of these players, uh, like you know, you're coming in and, and this is kind of your first what experience with Auburn and all that. And uh, we love you. We're not saying that you're any. I'm not claiming to be any. Like you're the guys on the field. You're more of an Auburn Tiger than anybody. What I'm what I'm trying to encourage maybe any parent or any fan of all baseball, football, basketball, or anything, right? Um, and we talk to some of these parents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Look, you're talking. We're talking about fans. It's short for the word fanatic, okay? And mm-hmm. like a guy like me, I came home from the hospital as a baby in an Auburn onesie. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's, it was just from that, it's just from the jump. So there's 32 years of fandom built up. So mm-hmm. that's where that's where some of that passion and that drive and that energy comes from. That's why you get now that that energy. That's what fuels that Saturday night versus AM when we are three and six or whatever it is. And you have that unbelievable, unbelievable display, that mm-hmm. passion, that energy. That's what fuels the jungle. That's what fueled the gymnastic events. That's what fueled the crowd that you saw in the regional last year. So that's just that's kind of part of it, you know. So just remember that. Uh, it's and we try, you know, like we try to be fair when we do this. And I, we always say, man, like we understand the work that they put into it. And yeah. I just want to give a shout out to everybody at Auburn, just athletes, athletic directors, and deputy athletic directors. Because there's just a there's just a school across the state, man. <laughs> that just about every weekend it feels like I get on my tweeters and I look mm-hmm. and what do I see? Mm. Another Alabama mugshot staring mm. at me. Mm. What, what is going on here? Do we need to change all colors to just white and black and y'all can just rock the freaking pinstripes? Do y'all want to be the meme machine? Like, I'm sure you can buy it from Warner or whoever movie that is. Like, I'm sure yeah. they that much money, man. Movie wasn't that great. Does Adam Sandler need to come out and QB for you? Because he's better than the cat you just scored from Notre Dame. Oh. <laughs> so, like, you know, it just uh, – I just – it's great to be an Auburn Tiger, and I'm glad to see that we know the laws and abide by the laws. And mm. our one troublemaker was TJ Finley not paying parking tickets. And I think he's mm. going to get a couple more weeks. So all in all, man, like just, I appreciate you guys behaving. It's not hard. Just behave. 
Yeah, Dustin, uh, to everyone listening, uh, we absolutely enjoy each and every one of you who hop in the comments, who like the video, and we're going to ask you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're scraping 250 subscribers. Get us up to 300, 400, 500. Spread it with your friends. Share the video. That's what really helps the algorithm. Share the uh, the, the link of the video uh, and get this get these numbers up, man. Uh, we, we love Auburn baseball. We love Auburn athletics. Uh, we really want to push this content. Midweek uh, show coming out every week now. Yep. Great stuff, Dustin, and and uh, we, we we want you to click the bell for notifications so when I do drop a, a short clip uh, and it posts to the page, you will get the notification. When we do drop content, videos to our page, uh, you will get the notification. So uh, we, we just want you to be a part of this and uh, and ride it with us, man. Let's ride this wave and, and let's have some fun talking Auburn baseball and we're eventually going to move into football and, and we'll be back to basketball and then bam, we'll be right back to baseball. So, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm sure we're going to eventually try to cover uh, more things than just those three. You know, I really want to get into softball because Auburn softball has been, uh, you know, exceptional this year a lot of people counted them out early and then here they are they're they're up to number 13 in the country uh playing really well coming off a couple series wins uh and and one of the the big wins was against alabama and uh threw a no hitter this weekend uh, uh, against south carolina so th- that's huge and uh, we know the gymnastics team and what they do and and i mean it just goes on and on we know we're and crushing the portal for women's basketball. She's been crushing it, bro. Yeah, women's basketball. Great point. Great point. Uh, and and they won't be down too much longer. All right. <laughs> you, so get your licks in on them right now. Get your licks in uh, because they won't be down too much longer. But uh, Dustin, man, it's been a blast. It's been fun. I always enjoy it, brother. And for that, we are going to get out of here and we will leave y'all with a war damn eagle, like always. Yes, Catch y'all on the next one.